Friday. Yeah. I got a brand new dance here for you. This one is called the Zombie. But when you hear that zombie rocking slow till the break of dawn in the Congo, ain't gonna let you rest till the morning light. It's the day before Halloween, and it's time for Queer Horror Cult yet again. I hope you're listening. <laughs> uh, I'm Laurie. I'm Aria. And uh, we're here to talk about one of my favorite B-movie subgenres ever, uh, Italian zombie movies. <laughs> zombie movies are so played out. Mm-hmm. Like, the zombie in general is so fucking played out. I went from loving zombie movies as a kid, like as a young teenager, thinking they were the coolest thing ever, to the point where it's like, oh, my life's goal is to make my own zombie movie, to now reaching the point where it's like, oh, God, I, no, absolutely not. <laughs> just <laughs> More zombies. I, I just find it uninteresting at this point. Like, there is good zombie media mm-hmm. coming out, but it's so old hat that it has to really be interesting to be yeah. good. I, I feel like we've talked about this recently. We probably talked about it with the vampires. Mm, yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. But I, I feel that way extra hard with zombies, which is too bad because I fucking love zombie movies at their core, mm-hmm. and uh, it's no point letting that oversaturation ruin my enjoyment of these classic ones. Mm-hmm. And we went with Italian zombie movies just to have a little bit more focus, and because it's <laughs> it's fucking us. It's mm-hmm. us. So of course we went with Italian zombie movies. Exactly. Uh, have you, had you seen many before we did this episode? I dabbled. Like, like, I know we, we covered Burial Ground before. Yeah, I, on I a, forgot that that was like, oh yeah, that counts. Yeah, <laughs> and, and under a Oedipus and Chill, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, a movie. It's a movie. Um, I've seen The Beyond a couple of times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd seen Zombie Due Zombie. once before. <laughs> Zombie. I guess I've seen Cemetery Man. So I've like a few of these ones this week were re- rewatches for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'd seen them, but mm-hmm. like I said, I dabbled. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I picked Italian zombie movies, or I suggested it as a topic because I thought, cool, we can make a case for there being like, like what's the common ground? What makes Italian zombie movies Italian zombie movies mm-hmm. other than just the country of origin? Right. But then I realized I went ahead and picked like three. Of the most different <laughs> zombie movies I could. <laughs> like, the least in common? Like, yeah, I tried to do our whole 
gambit of let's just get some variety in there because mm. you know that's interesting so absolutely I guess it'll be interesting to see where we string these together yes yeah what first kind of bullshit we pull out too yeah i feel like a. <laughs> It's late, we're tired, we're uh, recording this episode very close to when it goes up, so yeah. there might be a lot of bullshit coming out of us today. Us? Bullshitters? No. no. <laughs> um, first up, we watched, like, the Italian zombie movie, Zombie, by Lucio Fulci from 1979, also known as Zombie Due, as you said, <laughs> or Zombie 2. Um, do, you want to, do you want to say why it's also known I, as Zombie 2? I will 2? definitely get into that. It was also known as Zombie Flesh Eaters. Yes, so, that's among right. Among its titles. But it's known as Zombie 2 because... Uh, okay, hold on. Let me see if I even got this straight. There is this movie in 1978 called Dawn of the Dead that was... Oh, that sounds, sounds good. I haven't yeah, heard of it yeah, before. Yeah, right? <laughs> it was uh, produced by Dario Argento. He mm-hmm. was one of the producers, and he had his hand in doing the European cut of that movie. Yes, he did. That's where a lot of the Goblin score came from, because it's Argento. So, of course, he's going to put as much Goblin in that bastard as he possibly could. Yes. I mean, you know, Argento in the 70s, at least. Slaps the roof of, of zombies. This bad boy can fit so much fucking Goblin in it. <laughs> um, but in England, I believe it was called Zombie Dawn of the Dead. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that. I this is not one that I saw under its English release. Um, but in Italy, it was called Zombie with just Z O M B I Zombie. Plur- plural zombies. Yep. And uh, does that mean Zombo is singular? That's what I was wondering. <laughs> is it or is it just depend on like the partis? No, the uh, like pronoun you use, like whether you use oh, like man. singular or plural. Because that rem- that makes me wonder if that fucking website from when I was a teenager, Zombocom. Do you uh, remember Zombocom? No, I don't. Oh, it was like the first shit post in website form. Because the whole uh. website was just a voice saying, Welcome to Zombocom. <laughs> and that was the whole fucking... Oh, <laughs> hold on. Hold the fucking phone. Does this not ring a bell? That is Zombocom. Anyway, so <laughs> Zombo, aka Zombie, uh, that's what Dawn of the Dead was called in Italy. And so they immediately followed up in typical Italian fashion with the sequel, the unofficial sequel that was... Ripping on the name to try and get in on the money. Yeah, basically. So so they got Lucio Fulci to do Zombie 2. <laughs> and yes, there is a Zombie 3 and a Zombie 4. <laughs> and I think a Zombie... I think multiple Zombie 5s maybe at this point. Like, <laughs> oh, Zombie 3... So then I wonder, is Zombie 3 actually Zombie 2 in Italy? Mm. Or like, I mean, here, was it released as Zombie 2 in North America to right. follow up? Like, because it's Zombie 3 in Italy. Like, who the fuck knows? It gets so messy and complicated. But no, wow. this is the movie that's released here as Zombie. Also Zombie 2, sometimes, if you get it on home video. Um, also Zombie Flesh Eaters. Also Zombie Flesh Eaters if you live in England, or, you know, as it was banned as a video nasty. You know how I love talking about those. Uh, uh, this movie is completely fucking batshit bonkers <laughs> in the best possible ways. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a fair statement. 
it really tries to tie into the Americana of Dawn of the Dead, but in a way where you could tell their budget was limited because most of it takes place on a tropical island. Matul? Matul, yeah. And we just have the sort of like bookends of this movie are set in the States where yeah. it starts with this boat around New York Harbor that's unmanned and they find a zombie on board and they don't know what the fuck. And of course this uh, return to the States happens at the end where we see what's come of that. Mm-hmm. But everything in between is so totally unrelated to Romero's Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, in particular that while zombieism seems to be a virus, it's blamed on voodoo in this movie, which is very much mm-hmm. not what it was in Dawn of the Dead. No. <laughs> and yeah, it's uh what the fuck? Like I, I don't know what to what to say about this one. Like there's a cemetery that is full of rotting like Spanish Inquisition corpses kind mm-hmm. of thing. And so, unlike in Dawn of the Dead, the dead in the graveyards come back to life as opposed to those who are purely infected. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it lends a bit of credence to the voodoo side of things. So it's like a sequel in name only and can we sell tickets? Mm -hmm. You know, that's how they do. Yeah. Kind of like how there was Terminator 2 before (laughs) Terminator 2 ever came out. (laughs) Yeah. Also known as Shocking Dark. Or there was Alien 2 on Earth. Where there was alien contamination. You know, like, there's so many of these fucking rip-off sequels, and I absolutely adore them. Yes, the Italian way. Uh, but this one's not just batshit in how it's constructed. Like, this features <laughs> one of the greatest sequences ever put to celluloid. Ever. Which one? There are a lot of really good ones. Um, I'm thinking of the infamous one. Care to uh, get into this fantastic bit of filmmaking? This beautiful piece of Italian cinema, an Italian style mm-hmm. filmmaking. Yeah, so um, uh, our protagonist, I guess yeah. we can call her. Um, so this boat that washes up, it's her father's ship, and she hasn't spoken yes. to him in months. She knows that he was on his way to Matul. His ship's back now. He's not on board, but there's some weird zombie man. So she's like, oh shit, better go find my dad. And a reporter well, who wants to know what's up accompanies her. They go down to like Central America. Caribbean, who the fuck knows exactly where, and um, they find out that, okay, to get to this, like, island, which is, it sounds like it's bad news, the local war- locals and the um, local indigenous people in particular warn that it's, like, it's cursed and fucked up. Yeah. So, um... In typical white people fashion, they even pointed that, where it's like, it pays not to to uh, flake on indigenous superstition, yeah, as they put it. Yeah, just, And then right. they just fucking flake on indigenous superstition. They do, yeah, they're like, oh yeah, we've, you know, learned, spent enough time around to know that it never benefits you to discount what they have yeah, to say. And they're yeah. like, so what are we going to do? Let's exactly immediately that. discount it. Exactly. So they find some other white people to hop on their on their little ship and take them to Matul. Yeah. And um, <laughs> while they're trying to find Matul in all these islands that are uncharted, uh, the lady of the couple who have the ship decides to go snorkeling down in or scuba diving down in the like reef or whatever. Yeah. Take some pictures. Yeah. And I love that. she's like, I want to take some pictures, so she immediately just strips on. The yeah, boat. she just yeah, yeah, no, exactly. She doesn't have a wetsuit. No. She just has like a thong and yeah. like a scuba pack. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's so that's that happens. Yeah. <laughs> and she, so she's underwater and like sees a shark and it's like, oh shit, I gotta like hide and. <laughs> and this gross rotten man under the water tries to grab her. 
Because there's this underwater zombie. Yeah, there's just a zombie down there. And he's gross and, like, rotting, and he probably smells really bad. <laughs> and he's just... Yeah, probably. I mean, not that you can smell he's, him underwater. He's waterlogged. He is, yeah. he is, but also very rotten. And he inexplicably starts fighting the shark. <laughs> well, it's hard to say who drew first blood. But it is. the shark and the zombie do engage in... They are brawling. In, in hand-to-hand <laughs> combat or hand-to-fin. And like <laughs> they they, they film this with a live with a live shark. shark, and they literally have this guy fucking like holding on to this shark while the shark's like, "Let me go, I'm trying to swim away." And yeah. they have the shark like bite his arm off, and it's just like so incredible because yeah. it's like of all the things that could have gone wrong, and you guys were just like, "Fuck it." Like you said, that's a very Italian film. Like it just makes me flashback <laughs> yeah. to the fact that the movie Wild Beasts exists. Um, <laughs> Which I think is just like the pinnacle of that. Do you want to quickly explain what what you mean I've by that? I think mentioned it on this. I but think you have to. That's the one where uh, all of these animals escape from the zoo and go on, go on a killing rampage around the city. So what they did is they got a circus back when you know it was much more popular for mm-hmm. circuses to have animals, and they got um, animal trainers from the circus to get their wild animals and just use them. So you know the chase down the autobahn where someone's in there like. Volkswagen Beetle convertible and they're being chased by a cheetah. They just fucking drove down the road <laughs> while a cheetah chases them and shit's on fire. Um, you know, like polar bear attacking a dance academy full of kids and like it's just all this shit. <laughs> That's a real bear. Yeah. It's unbelievable the kind of shit they got away with. And yes. not always ethical. Not always nope. um certainly moral, not. <laughs> but, but it's just it's a brand of filmmaking that they just don't make them yeah. like that anymore. No, they don't. For better and for worse. And I definitely get flashes of that with the shark versus zombie mm-hmm. fight. And uh, I assume that's where the band Fake Shark Real Zombie got their name from. Which is funny because the shark's fucking real, man. <laughs> <laughs> the shark's the realest part of that. Or is the zombie's fake? I don't know. It's a goof. It's know. a flip. Maybe. Oh, the, the zombie. Like, he's he, he's he's person. But he's not a zombie. No, he's not. He's fake. Yeah, but the, I think they're just called fake shark now. Mm. So I guess the shark won. Rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, I guess we don't see that zombie again, do we? No, we don't. But the shark decides to headbutt their fucking boat and smash it, <laughs> so that was pretty great. So the shark really did win. Yeah. Over all of humanity and its uh, resurrected refuse. Yep. Um, another thing that I fucking commend this movie for i was gonna say love about it but i don't can't say i love it <laughs> is it features the gnarliest eye trauma scene Ooh. i have ever seen in a movie yeah and i'm including the one from uh Unchien andalu where they like slice the eyeball off the razor and they use like a real cow's eye for Ooh. it like that was gross but holy shit this fulci shit <laughs> is just next level um <sighs> yeah. yeah, it's Fulci, so it's very close up. It's very drawn out, and the camera never cuts away. Nope. Except to cut so that... Yeah, there's cuts to, like, like get to the makeup appliance and then yes. to the action and all that stuff, but I mean, like, it lingers on what we see. Yes. It's nauseating. It's still... Just a little. Yeah, it's still... It's one of those ones that I, I feel like it needs to go up in the MoMA, in the, like, section on eye trauma. Because I'm sure they must have <laughs> They must have, have an eye trauma section. Any credible hey, museum does. If Basket Case can be in MoMA, and rightfully fucking so, yeah. they need to have Zombie 2's eyeball scene. True. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that's 
hard to overlook in this is there is kind of a colonialism bent to this fucking mm, Just movie. a little, yeah. Um, how'd you feel about that in this? Like, I mean, it's always pretty crass and shitty because, you know, that's a big thing we see in a lot of this genre film. We see in a lot of these mm-hmm. Italian movies and all that. I've seen more egregious examples, for sure. That's kind of where I'm at, where I'm, like, on a scale of, like, this to, I don't know, Cannibal Holocaust or something. It's like, yeah, there's there's a difference, for sure. Like, I think egregious is a good word, where it's it's not as much, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, because I thought it was interesting. I guess where um, they recognize this phenomenon is happening of people coming back from the dead. They don't know what the fuck is up in there. You know, it made me think of like the X Files. Like, like the 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 doctor on the island is like the Scully to the the local tribespeople's Mulder, where they're right. where he's like this this can't be voodoo. This like there must be a scientific explanation for this. But at the same time, he's like a total dick about it. Where he's like, yeah. oh, these like primitive beliefs. Well, this that's, isn't. That's where oh, it kind yeah. of like gets because it's, yeah. the white people are all the educated. No yeah, and they're and the real experts. Yeah, who are here and, to like teach the low the indigenous people like oh yeah we, movie, we know this better than you. Yeah, but the movie doesn't hit hard enough onto that, making it a hubris thing. Where mm-hmm. like they they're I think for the movie's betterment, it's never determinate what what the cause is. Like, I do like it, that, They yeah. never say, like, oh, it was definitely a virus. We isolated the virus. It was and it definitely was, voodoo. Like, like they, yeah. they leave it... Um, it's ambiguous. Yeah, ambiguous. But the, the downside of that is then that these people acting like they know better than the um, uh, indigenous populations kind of goes unregarded, unchecked. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. like, that's just kind of in there as opposed... Like... I want to see the movie where, you know, they think they know better and rather than, of course we knew better, it turns out that their heads were all up their fucking collective asses. And right. it's like, yeah, you really should have listened, you, yes. you shit lords. <laughs> um, yeah. But because, we don't get that kind of uh, yeah. fulfillment. Because I can think of um, real, like, real life cases where, um, you know, it, colonial science was, like, fucking hundreds of years behind just like local indigenous knowledge yeah in terms i think um like with the first example that comes to mind was i think it was when they discovered like hantavirus oh yeah and how like the indigenous people like knew it's like well while they didn't you know maybe have the name for it or identified as such they they just like it was just like ancestral knowledge like hey don't fuck around with this and yeah. like oh you know avoid this at this time of year and then it was only after like the you know the colonizer scientists or the settler scientists like made these discoveries they're like oh hey yeah they seem to know that the whole time man yeah. like or you it's get like bookmarks book smarts versus street smarts yeah like. yeah totally or like um even because i think i was I, I was reading an article it was a while ago so i'd have to find it again but it was taught it was talking about the same kind of thing where you know settler colonial science take catches up later on to what was already there but what it also discounts is like this primitive belief and stuff but you have um cases where I, 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 fuck, I can't remember what it was. It was some kind of, like, unexplained phenomena. And then when they actually paid attention to, the, like, the local folk songs that described um, weird weather patterns or something, right. it was like, oh, that's what happened. And they actually knew, but they yeah. didn't realize they knew it. Knew just it, had a or, different like, language for it. Wow. Yeah, what, yeah. What a shocker, yeah, right? Yeah, right? Like, exactly. Like, yeah, there's this whole imposition of this, like, you know, white Western male, oh, I'm the objective scientist here and all of you... All knowledge by, things from yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, and all the re- everything else is biased and, like, only I can give the objective scientific view because I'm ideologically neutral. 
blank slate, all that bullshit, positivism. My white penis oozes neutrality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that that part's gross. But it's also, like, mm-hmm. super real. So, yep. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's just because it's, it's like we were talking about with, um, like, it's included, but it's not exactly commented on. It's just presented mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, that would have been a cool moment for commentary on that. But right. that's not exactly what this kind of movie was setting no. out to do. <laughs> no. So, like, like we said, it's not super egregious in the whole... Um, history of shitty <laughs> like anthropology bullshit and science in cinema and, but yeah. it's uh it is one of those things that it, i i notice it more now mm-hmm. than when i first saw it as like a teenager right and all that that's what we expected yeah you know. all that said i think this is a highly enjoyable movie yes and uh, we watched <laughs> blue underground's like super rad new restoration mm-hmm. so it looked pristine that it did it's uh one of those ones that if you really like that kind of thing it's this is well worth the upgrade or if you don't have it shill out the extra few bucks to get their newest one mm-hmm. rather than the older one because it just looks amazing definitely yeah so i i definitely recommend this one. oh yeah me too it's 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 a fun time and now the next movie is also a fun time <laughs> but it's probably more batshit than zombie in a lot of ways it's called nightmare city from 1980 <laughs> It's also known as City of the Walking Dead, which is a funny title because the dead in this movie do everything but that. They, like, yeah. jump over things. They, they do, like, like, acrobatics. They, they run yeah, around. They, they shoot and kill and eat. and Yeah, they do, they do everything but walk. They do trickery. Walk. They're just like, hey, I'm a normal guy. Psych, I'm going to run at you and yeah, hit you with a wrench. They, they do, like, scheming. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were about to say they do skiing, and it's like, you know what? That they would they probably be, do. They'd be closer they to could. skiing than they would be at walking. Yeah, I mean, they're like, you know, probably near the Alps or some shit. I don't know. Well, no, I guess this was taking place in the States, but still. This fucking movie is. It's by Umberto Lenzi. It's from 1980, and it features a very sort of uh, formulaic presentation where we get. We're at location A. People are unaware of the zombie menace. Zombies come in. Let's watch them kill people for a while. Hero escapes, barely. Everyone else is dead. Let's go to location B. Everyone's unaware. (laughs) Zombies run in. They kill everybody. No. But Hero escapes. And, like, over and over again. Until the point where they go to locations where it's like, oh, there's no longer people unaware because they're already dead. Yep. But it was just sort of like... And that sounds like a total dig on my part against this movie, but it's highly entertaining. It's mm-hmm. just... Uh, it's just a little formulaic, like you said. Yeah, it's it, this is sort of like popcorn movie to me. This was mm-hmm. I've seen this movie quite a bit, and it's one of those ones that like, <laughs> when I'm sick and I want to put something on, but I don't want to have to focus too hard, it's just like, oh, I haven't seen Good Nightmare choice. City in a few months. Let's pop that one on. Uh, what we get is this reporter is going to an airport to interview this atomic scientist that's flying in. Who sounds like, he, he's not, but it sounds, like, I remember thinking, like, this dude fucking guest lecturer from Miskatonic University. Like. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it definitely had that kind of vibe to it. Yeah. Um, but then while he's waiting. He's a little esoteric, yeah. <laughs> an unmarked military plane that very clearly has markings all, all over, over it. it. They're like, that's an unmarked plane. It's just covered in markings and call signs. But that's okay. I'm not going to begrudge the filmmakers for not wanting to. Like, it was probably expensive enough to yeah. get the plane. And they probably weren't allowed to paint over it. <laughs> um, 
it lands, and since no one is being raised on the radio, all the cops and military dudes at the airport just, like, scoot on out, and they're like, all right, let's check this out. What's going on? And the scientist that the dude was waiting for gets off the plane, and he looks a little coked out, but that's okay. But then all of a sudden, he takes out a knife and just starts stabbing a dude. And then behind him, piles of zombies come running out of the plane. <laughs> and then we just get a scene where all the unaware people get fucking murdered, and the hero escapes. That's my favorite part, because you have all these cops and military guys who are getting the shit stabbed and shot and whatever out of them. Meanwhile, you have the media guy and his, like, cameraman, and... They're they're untouched. It's like it's like, they're, and they're not running away for. They're the not. Time. They're just like standing there, like what, and filming it, and it, yeah. and it, which is so. It's like, wow, I didn't know that the zombies, even though they're like these chaotic, pure id, like just hell bent on destruction and eating blood and stuff. It's like, oh, but they're like recognizing like the Geneva Conventions yeah, and that's, the different that's like good. UN, that's good. Yeah. like you know, international law on like when it comes to war zones like media and journalists and medics and stuff are all supposed to be off limits even but though then most they of the time go to they the hospital aren't. and they just kill all the medics well they're not on the like, front lines anymore i see i see <laughs> yeah i remember seeing that and they're like huh huh good how for considerate them. like wow when uh when the zombies are less war criminals than certain large Western superpowers that currently <laughs> exist. <laughs> 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 it's the climate. <laughs> toasty in here. That was a bit spicy. But this movie is just a bunch of action set pieces mixed in with a bunch of gore set pieces. Yeah. And it's... Uh, a lot of fun if you like that sort of like splatter 80s kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, I will say that when it gets towards the uh, climax when they're at the amusement park, like that shit got really great when they're running around <laughs> gunning zombies down and it's like, oh, this is fantastic. And then we get the weirdest, like I'm not even gonna, I'm, no, I'm not gonna say because this movie will infuriate the <laughs> fuck out of you or it will make you laugh so fucking hard. It'll possibly do both at the same time. I think it did both for me. Did both for yeah, you? Yeah, I was just like, oh, no. Because like- I was super infuriated the first time <laughs> to the point where I sold my coffee at this movie. <laughs> like, I went to the local video store and I was just like, this movie sucked. Can I, like, sell it into your used pile? And I got, like, two bucks for it. <laughs> and then eventually I saw it somewhere and I was like, oh, that movie slabs. So... <laughs> So I had to get the Blu-ray when it came out. Yeah, I, I want to know, for everybody who talks about how, like, High Tension has the most infuriating ending either, I, I want them to see this it's movie. Like, have you seen Nightmare City? And then I want I want them to report back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. That's, oh, oh, that would be good. We should do a Twitter poll. <laughs> Twitter poll, which ending pissed you off more? Um... I just laugh at the ending now, like, no, yeah. knowing what's coming, it's, it's like, oh, hilarious, but, but it is one of those ones that, I know I did this a bit when I watched it with you, but anytime I've shown this to someone, I sort of, like, watch, watch them. them more than the movie <laughs> when the ending's coming around, just like, uh, 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 uh how's it gonna uh. land? <laughs> they gonna stick the landing? They're <laughs> um, gonna shit it. Yeah. It's... Like I said, there's not tons to say about it as as thematic stuff goes. Mm-hmm. I guess one thing it has in common with zombie is it really does the spectacle in yep. a lot of ways. Like, I mean, that's zombie <laughs> movies for you. Like, in yeah. Dawn of the Dead, even, to go off a classic, you get that scene where all the bikers are getting devoured and right. stuff. But that's sort of, like, the climactic end piece of the movie after, like, uh, a long time of, like, drama and character development. Mm-hmm. And still, some gore set pieces, like, sure. there's the helicopter early on yes. and all that. But... 
this movie is just kind of structured around those set pieces. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's what propels the movie. That's true. And I would, I'll say Zombie has a little more depth than this one. But yeah. at the same time, it it does fall into that kind of mindset mm-hmm. at times, too. So Yeah, that's fair. I think that spectacle is really important to these movies. Absolutely. Which is also really important to the third movie, but in a very different, different way. Uh, our last watch was Cemetery Man from 1994. And I think we've done a nice thing here where we picked a batshit movie, then went to a batshittier movie, and then went to the batshittiest movie. <laughs> but when I say that, I don't mean shittiest. I mean like a batshittiest. Yes. This Most movie batshit. is unreal. It's completely off the wall, and it's also one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> uh, you had seen this one before. I had. Uh, did you remember much of it going into this rewatch? Very little. Like, I remember the premise of it to an extent where, like, the um, the dude works in the cemetery. He, the cemetery man works in the cemetery. What? What? <laughs> and he, ha- how he um, has to, like, kill the reanimated dead that come back for whatever fucking reason. And that's kind of his job. Yeah. With being, like, the groundskeeper. That was about it. Right. I think I remember that, the, I, I remember there was a, there, there was a special lady and then I think I remembered the sort of, like, weird... Or I, th- I think I remembered the... Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I remembered that um, there's, like, more than one of her. Yep, yep, that they have a... I was going to say dual roles, but no, like, triple like roles. Quadru- yeah. Or, yeah, triple, yeah. Um, I remember the dual part. I, for- I forgot that there was, like, a third. Yeah, it's a, it's a full triptych mm-hmm. of this Finnish lady. Yes. Um, Big titty Finnish GF. Yeah, as you put it. <laughs> so this movie features some of the most gorgeous cinematography mm-hmm. for a, a, like a cult movie, a B movie, or just like film in general. It's the camera's always moving and shooting in interesting ways, but not in a way that feels obtrusive. Like, That's true. It totally works with the dreamlike quality of this movie. Mm-hmm. Like I think of uh, Panic Room by David Fincher, where. This is when he totally finched out and was just like, I'm going to have the camera fly around this apartment and go through handles on coffee pots and just do all kinds of stupid stuff because <laughs> I know how to make it look real. Because I can. And it's like, yeah, that's very impressive, but it's so distracting. Right. <laughs> uh, this is not that. This no. is, um, I feel like it's, uh, the camera works really in service of the plot and the aesthetic of the movie, which is also... It's very pretty to look at, mm-hmm. like a good good use of color, and it's very subdued color-wise for Italian cinema, for like Italian horror. True. But uh, when it's there, it's it's nice. What did you make of the nicely nihilistic bent of this movie? <laughs> I loved it. Um, as much as I'm like trying to be like, fuck nihilism, fuck getting black-pilled, none of that. It was weirdly refreshing. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah, I think is the word for it. <laughs> it's so comedic in how jet black the humor is yeah. in this one. And it's absurd. This movie's completely absurd and it doesn't seem to care. <laughs> no. Like, uh, the the cemetery keeper, he has an assistant named Nyagi, who all he says is nyah for the entire movie. Um, and he falls in love with the mayor's daughter who died in a motorcycle accident. So what does he do? He digs up her head and then plays 
like the loot <laughs> at it and the head just like follows him home so they can get married and he marries a, or he wants to marry a severed head of a child of a child that talks to him and lives in his tv set while they play with his disco ball and that's and not he, a euphemism they play with his disco ball and she like rots and stinks the place up <laughs> yeah and that's just the tip of the fucking iceberg <laughs> with this movie <laughs> like when yogi first meets her um he's uh She's just like, what's this? And then it goes, oh, that's my sister Nogi. He's like, he's cute. Can you buy him for me, daddy? And then he just throws up all over her. And her boyfriend rocks up. He's like, what are you doing on the floor? And she's like, he threw up on me. He goes, oh, cool. New fad. <laughs> I knew you'd understand. And they just take off on his motorbike. And it's just full of the weirdest fucking dialogue and moments. Yes. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that was... That was a moment. Uh, this one's claimed to be based on a comic book called Dylan Dog from Italy, mm. but it's not actually based no, on it. Not. Like, a lot of people say it is, but it's that's not quite true, because what's going on is it's based on a novel called Della Morte Della More by the dude who wrote Dylan Dog. Right. And on top of that, Dylan Dog, which came before this movie, he based the, the drawing of the main character on Rupert Everett. Mm. who stars in Cemetery Man. It. So it's one of those okay. things where it's like, I totally get why. Like, I would have assumed it was based on Dylan Dog if right. I hadn't read to the contrary. Because very okay. similar kind of idea where it's in Dylan Dog. He's sort of like a private investigator who investigates, like, occult shit. Mm -hmm. In this one, he's a very nihilistic cemetery keeper. Who is in cemeteries involved in some occult shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cemetery where the dead wake up a week, some dead, wake yes. up a week after being buried, and he figures rather than lose his job and his home because he lives there, may as well just put them back in the ground with a bullet. Exactly. It's a business model. Yeah, true. Yeah. So this one's interesting because it's not zombies in the classical sense or otherwise even. Like, they, right. come, they return, but it's still different somehow. Does that make sense? It like, definitely does. Like, yeah. they talk. Right. They um, aren't always, like, there are instances of flesh eating in this, but. Mm -hmm. But that's not, like, their their end goal, per se. Yeah, they, it's like they seem jazzed to do it, but they have the wherewithal to be yeah. jazzed about it kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Like, um, there's the uh, woman whose biker boyfriend died. And she heard the rumors that the dead come back to life in the graveyard. So she breaks in at night and uh, he comes flying out of the grave on his fucking motorbike. Because, of course, he was buried <laughs> with it. And yes. then she's just like, take me with you, take me with you. So he extends his hand and she jumps on his bike and they drive off into the cemetery. And when we catch up with them, he's chowing down on her. Mm -hmm. And the cemetery man's just like, get out of the way. And, he's like, and she's like, no, I'll be eaten by whoever I want. <laughs> It's my right as American. <laughs> my freedom. So this one's actually set in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is so fucking bonkers. Like, it really is the most bonkers movie we watched this week. And that's saying something. Yeah, because you said that and I was like, was it? I don't know. And then now that we're talking about it, it's like, conceptually, absolutely Yeah, it this is. movie's so out to lunch, but it's so entertaining because of that. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like this is one where you have to almost put logic out the window. Yeah. And then it's this character who has a sense of logic just existing in this world and just kind of accepting <laughs> things. Like, it's a... Uh, right. 
Oh, it's fucking weird. It can be a bit of a downer, I guess, if you really read into the nihilism, though, because mm-hmm. there's a very bleak uh, story at work here and a very bleak um, outlook going on that story. Right. Like uh, the alienation that the character is experiencing, all that stuff, uh, where he's lamenting his existence with lines like, I'd give my life to be dead, <laughs> and, uh, right. and and other such witticisms. Mm-hmm. Um, He has a vision of the Grim Reaper showing up and telling him that he shouldn't keep killing the dead because the dead belong to the Grim Reaper. If he doesn't want them to return, he should kill them while they're still living. Mm -hmm. And so you get this sort of serial killer plot start working up. (laughs) But it's not, it doesn't even turn into a serial killer movie while it still does. It's like, I don't think this is a serial killer movie, but it is a serial killer movie at a certain point. This is true. And then it just kind of stops being... And then it is again. That's another yeah, thing I think yeah. the nihilism mm. kind of works at is that plot lines just kind of end, but it doesn't feel like because they've been completely forgotten about it. It's just like it's resolved in that it's played out. Right. We're going to move on to yeah, the next like, thing. Eh. It's just like life has no meaning, and so these events can happen, and then they can just be pushed to the wayside because they're meaningless, because just like everything just is. Like the world, yeah. So there is this sort of bleakness running in the background, but it doesn't strike me as an overly bleak movie because of how fucking funny it is. <laughs> True. And and the humor isn't always just out of the nihilism. Like, it's not like it's funny because it's dark. It's funny because it's funny, but it's also dark. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of the jokes are wrapped up in that darkness. Quite so it's dark. kind of a it's kind of a hard one to really figure your head around. Yeah. It's been long out of print in North America, which is a fucking shame. Um, I had to import a German Blu-ray of this one Mm. to see it. And it's well worth it if you can track down a copy. Yeah, this one's classic. I'm I'm waiting for it to get a nice uh, fancy release here, but I've been holding my breath on that one for a while, so who the (laughs) fuck knows? That's fair. What do you make of the thing with the the lady he's in love with and her... Tri- I was gonna say doubling, tripling, I guess. Like the 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 repetition of the same person. Yeah. I, I feel like it almost gives a facelessness to the characters. Mm. It's like it's weird because in a way, he's the first time he sees her, he says it's the only woman he's ever loved, and she shows up two more times as potential love interests, mm-hmm. and that's the only way she exists. Right. But it's the same person, and so the characters kind of blur together. So it's weird. In a weird way, it makes sort of like a, the idea of like a phaselessness of, of people that come into and then leave your life kind of thing. But at the mm-hmm. same time, it's very pointed in who that is. It's, this, it's very pointed being the same face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Explicitly. Like it's the same figure mm-hmm. each time. But she's not playing the same character and we're not supposed to read it at the same character. But no. at the same time, there is that familiarity, almost like we're getting a physical representation of what the character evokes mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, like, you know, it's a visible visual medium, so that's right. a good way to do that. That's true. But it's interesting because the character reacts almost, like, with that deja vu familiarity, but without pointing at it as, like, I'm experiencing deja vu. Yeah. And the character is a different character each time. Right. Like, she does make reference to, like, oh, I feel like I know you too. Or... Yeah, so there, and... there, there's a bit of that in there. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know. And, and yeah, I was wondering, if is it just going... F- like, with all of its, like, nihilism and kind of cheekiness, I guess, almost, is it, yeah. was that it, just diving right into, like, 
romanticism for its own sake just to be like oh cheesy maybe. bastards i don't know because like maybe. oh the only woman i've ever loved i don't even know her name i didn't even get to ask her maybe you know, i made an ass out of myself in front of her maybe that's pointing at the superficiality of the romance yeah and how and he can just, just like keep that. finding it in like different ladies and it's like oh yeah it's, it's the but it just it's shows the same it's this thing. visual thing right. that like stands in for it and it's like this is the common denominator of his attraction is this person's look mm-hmm. and it's maybe pointing at how superficial these romance stories always are where it's like oh i'm seeing this beautiful lady from across the room time to base 90 minutes of my romantic comedy bullshit around that and fucking like kill myself when it doesn't work or whatever yeah but it's extra interesting because since it's rupert everett it's like that dude's <laughs> like a rom-com dude so <laughs> it's uh it's kind of great yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Um, no, I think that's a good question, though, because I I have a hard time... A lot of movies, you can kind of feel out what you think the filmmaker was going for mm-hmm. with it, but this one, it's like, it's so hard to tell. It's like, was this just like... I, I don't think it was completely slapped together, but it's mm-hmm. like, how much of this was meant to be so interconnected that you could sit here and analyze it forever, <laughs> or was there just, like, joy in the absurdity of it? Yeah. Like, it's, it's Yeah, no, I, I had, kind of had a hard time... Figuring out sort of what they were going for there, mm-hmm. if anything, it could just be pure absurdism, and they're just like, yeah, you know, meaning schmeaning. Yeah, <laughs> but even that, like, it works. Like, I, it I does. Don't feel like this is the kind of movie where my grasping at straws somehow makes it a worse experience. Having mm. watched it, like I said, I love this movie. It's uh, one I can rewatch over and over again, and it's not really getting much clearer each time I watch it because it's not like the most complicated movie to mm. follow it's just that it's really absurd as we, we keep saying that enough. word but it's it's strange enough that it's it complicates it with like okay I get what's happening but I cannot tell you why it's happening yeah <laughs> it's just fucking happening it is which is life yeah but no I heartily recommend it mm-hmm. yeah it's fun so that's going to do it for us this week. Bit of a short episode this week. Um, tomorrow is, of course, Halloween. So I hope that people have a good one and they uh, get up to their watching or their trick-or-treating. Uh, because, hey, it's I'm, I'm never one to shame people for going when they're older kind of Hell thing. No. Like, you know, if a high school kid shows up at the door, I'm still going to give out candy, you know? Yes. Um, but... You know, whatever you're doing for Halloween, I hope you have a good one. And uh, I don't know, you may just want to keep your 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 peepers peeled on your uh, podcast feed tomorrow. There, there just might be a little little something, something, little something, little something waiting for you <laughs> in the podcast feed. Maybe. Yeah. So you know, if you're a keener who listens to this day one, uh, first off, thank you and good for you. But also, you know, maybe return to your podcast feed tomorrow, <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, let's get to some recommendations. Yes, let's. Uh, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, I still can't believe you let me pick this one because you're the one with the tattoo of it, but yeah. I picked the Beyond from 81. 81. 81, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because out of, you know, I, I, I could not in good faith recommend Burial Ground. <laughs> and the other thing that you suggested I recommend 
we watched it, but I don't remember it. You, yeah. We watched the trailer, and I remembered, like, a scene and a half. Yeah, because I know we watched it, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. And watching the trailer, I was like, oh, yeah, I've seen... Like, you were describing to me, like, I remember that scene. I don't remember a single other thing about yeah. that movie. But I oh, well. I remember a lot of the beyond. Yeah, so, and enough that you feel good. Yeah. giving it as a recommendation. Yeah, so. I do. It's, uh, I love this fucking movie. As you pointed out, I do have a tattoo of it, so yes. I clearly love this fucking movie. Um, my first tattoo, actually, my first and first only, only so far, uh, so far, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, uh, no, this is a good choice. I can't go too long without watching this one again. <laughs> this is one of those ones that fits in nicely with like this week's whole thing in that this movie is a very surreal and out there. Yes. <laughs> but this is probably one of my favorite examples of a movie that kind of behaves like a nightmare. Oh yeah. Like the movie just kind of functions like a bad dream. But in a way, like, there's so many loose ends that they're not really left loose, but it's just the connections between everything just seems so fraught. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's a really interesting movie for that regard, because I, you could make the argument that it's sloppy filmmaking, but I, I feel like there's more to it than that. Yeah, there's a sort of intentional disjointedness, maybe, or intentional or yeah. not, but it a functional I feel disjointedness? Like, I feel like the sloppiness in filmmaking in this one is not the disjointedness. It's perhaps the rubberiness of the tarantulas, but it's not the disjointedness <laughs> of this movie. Fair. No, good choice. Love this movie. Uh, my recommendation is going to be a Spanish-Italian co-production. I'm recommending Let Sleeping Corpses Lie from 1974, also known as Living Dead at the Manchester Morgue, also mm, known as Don't title. Open the Window. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know that title, too. Yeah, it's um, excellent. Uh, it was a video nasty as well, as was The Beyond. Yes. As was Zombie this week. Wow, we're full of video nasties this week. Full of Italian zombie video nasties. Yep. Um, but Let Sleeping Corpses Lie is one of those great eco-horror movies, but I never, I never really think of it as eco-horror. Like, I don't think of it in the same way I think of, like, Long Weekend and stuff like that, where it's like, yeah, that is straight ahead eco-horror up Mm -hmm. in your face. But then when you look at, like, the backstory and the plot going on, this fits in nicely with Grapes of Death, actually. Oh, cool. Okay. I I like Grapes of Death. Yeah. fans of that, that Um, film here. This one is... I believe the restoration's done, but it currently is being restored by Synapse, who nice. did the really good Demons and Suspiria oh, restoration. Okay. So there is a gorgeous version, presumably in the pipeline for it home video. It is in video. good hands. Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, with that, uh, I suppose that's that, right? Take it easy, keep it sleazy, and have a happy fucking Halloween. <laughs>